Hello everyone and welcome to the first How to Teach lesson. So this lesson is for two different types of people. Uh, the first person that this is for is for somebody who teaches English and perhaps you're not a native speaker. So perhaps you're living and teaching in a country that is not an English speaking country. It's your home country, you've studied English and you teach it but maybe you want to brush up on some things. Maybe you want to get some advice from some native speakers, or maybe you want to uh, just kind of become more confident in what you are teaching. So this lesson is primarily uh, for you. However, it's also for people who want to learn whatever the topic is. So if you're a teacher, you can take this lesson, use it for yourself share it with your students, uh, whatever it is that you want to do, however that works for you. And if you want to learn this uh, particular topic, then hopefully uh, by the end of this, you should have a pretty good handle on how to do this. So uh, this is the first of this series and I'm going to start with sentence patterns. And one of the things that I'm always saying to my students is English is a repetitive language. We just kind of use the same pattern over and over again. We say the same thing. We just switch out nouns. We switch out verbs. We switch out the subject. But essentially, the pattern of the sentence is very similar. And so this is going to review that. This is the first part because there are so many sentence patterns in the, in the English language. You don't need to know every single one. But I want to start us off with uh, a couple of sentence patterns. We're just gonna do one particular pattern in this lesson, and then in the next, I'm not sure, maybe two, this, the next two or three lessons, we will do some other very common, very popular sentence patterns. And this is primarily for people who are maybe intermediate, uh, maybe a little bit lower. So if you're someone who you have a pretty good understanding of vocabulary, but sometimes you don't put all of the words in the right place when you're saying a sentence, this is for you. Or if you're somebody who, um, you're not a beginner, but you feel like maybe you're making some grammar mistakes, this is definitely for you. Uh, this is probably not so much for an advanced speaker because you're probably not making these kinds of mistakes. So technically, there is a fair amount of grammar in this lesson, but I don't teach with grammar. I teach with the words that you're actually going to use. That way, you don't have to think. You just speak. So if you're somebody who translates from your native language into English, then this should help you with that, especially if you're someone who translates from your native language into English grammar, then into what you actually want to say. In particular, this is absolutely for you. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. So the sentence pattern that we're going to work with today is very, very simple, and we're going to add on to it. And that is the pattern of subject plus the verb to be plus an action verb. So just to say that again, we have the subject plus the verb to be plus an action verb. So let's first talk about what is the subject of the sentence. And to be very simple, 
because that's our goal here. Our goal is to be simple, so this is easy for you, so you don't have to think about it, you can just say it. So to be very simple, the subject of a sentence is who you're talking about or what you're talking about. So a lot of times this ends up being a pronoun, so that'd be something like I, he, she, we, they, you, all pronouns. Pronouns are often the subject of a sentence. Um, or it'll be some other sort of a noun. So maybe the name of a person, Mary, John, Sarah. It could be an animal, my dog, the cat, a lion. Uh, it could be an object, the coffee cup, the TV, the table. All of these things can be subjects of a sentence. Now let's get to the verb to be. The verb to be is probably the first verb that you learned or that you teach uh, when, you're, when you're learning or teaching English. And so just to review, that is, is, he is, she is, are, we are, they are, am, I am, that's all present tense, was, I was, she was, he was, were, they were, we were, that's past tense, and will, be, not will, will be. And I make that distinction because when you're using the verb to be, the next verb that you use will end in ing. So when you use the verb to be, the verb ends in ing all the time. It's one of the few things in English that is actually true all the time. So other forms of the verb to be are have been, had been, has been. So I have been, we have been, they have been, uh, uh, had been, uh, and has been. And other forms, there are more, can be, may be, might be, must be, could be, will be, would be, shall be, should be. So basically everything that ends in be. So I can be, she may be, they might be, we must be, I could be, they will be, he would be, we shall be, you should be. Okay, so now let's talk about action verbs. So action verbs are verbs that we use when we are doing something physical. I'm physically doing something. I'm physically giving this to you. I'm physically speaking right now. Hopefully you are physically listening. And notice I kept saying ing, 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 because like I told you before, if you're using the verb to be, the verb ends in ing. Listening, playing, running, all of that, ing. So some examples of action verbs, walking, running, jumping, playing, throwing, eating, fighting, holding, having, taking, speaking, talking, ing, ing, ing. I can't say that enough because so often students don't know when do I use ing. Well, this makes it really simple. If you're using the verb to be, you use ing. That's pretty simple. Okay, so now let's get to it. Let's make some sentences. So if we take a look at our pattern, so we have our subject plus the verb to be plus an action verb. And right now our subject is gonna be pronouns because that's the easiest, so we're gonna start easy. And we're just gonna be in present tense. 
So our subject's going to be pronouns, and we're going to be in present tense, and we're going to make really easy sentences, and then later we're going to add on and make them longer. Okay, so I am running. She is walking. He is speaking. We are shopping. They are eating. Those are all examples of a pronoun plus the verb to be. So that'd be I am, she is, he is, we are, they are. And then we just added our action verb. I am running, she is walking, he is speaking, we are shopping, they are eating. Because it's all present tense. So right now what you should do is you should pause this and you should make up your own sentence or two. One thing that you want to make sure you always do when we're going over these things is you want to practice. So while I'm sitting here saying it to you and it's fresh in your mind, pause this and make up a sentence or two. And then you'll remember what you're doing. And then if you're confused or you have questions, you can ask me. But hopefully this is pretty simple. Okay, so we're going to move on. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to do a subject plus the verb to be plus an action verb. And we're going to use pronouns as our subject and we're gonna make it be past tense. We're actually gonna use the exact same sentences, it's just gonna be past tense. That's the only difference that we're going to do because we're keeping it simple for you and then later we'll make it longer. So, our pronouns plus the verb to be. I was, she was, he was, we were, they were. Now we're just gonna add our action verb. I was running, she was walking, he was speaking, we were shopping, they were eating. And there you go. So that's that. So now we've done present, past, so we have to do future. Same thing. So our subject, which is going to be a pronoun, plus the verb to be, plus an action verb. So a pronoun, plus the verb to be, plus an action verb, future tense, which is will be. Not will, not going to, will be, because... I said we're doing this with the verb to be. So don't get ahead of yourself. Um, just do it with this pattern, even though, yes, there are so many ways that you can turn these sentences into being in the future, and we'll go over them, promise. But uh, we want to just stay with this one thing so that you understand it fully. Okay, so will be. So pronoun plus the verb to be plus an action verb. And the verb to be in future tense is will be. I will be, she will be, he will be, we will be, they will be. And then we're just going to add our action verb. I will be running, she will be walking, he will be speaking, we will be shopping, they will be eating. I'll make sure that I post my slides uh, for this. And I'll also post this to YouTube. That way you guys can see it. I know listening to it's not always so simple. So that way you can see it as well. Okay, so now we have are very simple sentences with the verb to be, and we've done it in all three tenses, so you should be clear on that. Hopefully you paused and you made your own examples in all three tenses. If you haven't done that, do it now. Do examples in all three tenses. Just takes a second. Okay, so now what we're gonna do is we're gonna do the same thing, but instead of our subject being a pronoun, we're gonna make our subject be a person, animals, objects. So something else. Sometimes people are really, really clear when the pronoun is the subject and then you turn the subject into something else. The rules are exactly the same and people get confused. So definitely make sure you practice this. But it's the exact same thing. So here we go. 
the teams are. So the teams is the subject, are is the verb to be, and then we'll add our action verb, which is playing. The teams are playing. It's just like saying they are playing. It's the same thing, same rules as they are playing, the teams are playing. Next one, Mary is walking. So Mary is our subject, is is our verb to be, walking is our action verb. Mary is walking is the same as she is walking, exact same rules. The dogs were barking. That's just like saying they were barking. So now we're in past tense. The city was shining, which is the same as saying it. It was shining. It uses the same rules as he and she. So it was shining, she was shining, he was shining. Of course, we, well, sometimes we do actually give um, gender to cities. We often say she, we often give them a female gender. But it was shining, the city was shining, she was shining, same rules. My plates will be drying. So my plates is they. They will be drying, my plates will be drying, same thing. Everyone will be crying. That's the same thing as saying they will be crying. Everyone is the subject. Will be is the verb to be. Crying is my action verb. Everyone will be crying. So pause this right now and practice. Make a few of your own sentences because this is where a lot of people kind of go awry and get confused. But it's the same rules as what we just did. We just switched out the pronoun and we just have different subjects. Okay, so now we're going to start to get fancy. We're going to add stuff. So we're going to keep everything the same. I'm even going to keep the same sentences just to make it easier for you as far as examples go. Um, you will have to forgive me, though, because it does make some of the sentences a little weird. Um, all we're going to do is add a place to the end. So we're going to do a subject plus the verb to be plus an action verb, plus a place, any place. Now, usually when we add a place, we're going to say to the. And in, we have five examples here, and three of them we're going to say to the, and then our place. But sometimes, every now and then, I would say maybe about 15% of the time, we just say the place. So the first one, very popular, it's home. I am running home. We don't ever say, I am running to the home. That's weird. We just say, I am running home. So I is the subject, am is the verb to be, running is our action verb, and home is our place. So we just took I am running and we added a place, home. I am running home, I am running to school, I am running in the park, just added a place. So our next one, she was walking to the store. So usually to, and this will we'll go over this more in a, a different lesson, but to is all about direction. If you have to physically get up and go somewhere, you are going to use the word to 99% of the time. So she was walking to the store, so we're just adding a place. Next one, he will be speaking at the school. Everyone will be crying at the game. I did say three of them would be to the, I, I remember that I said that, sorry, I lied to you. One of them is to the, and the other one is, at, and the other two are at the. 
Our last sentence is, the dogs were barking outside. So outside is another one that doesn't use the or at. We don't say the dogs were barking to the outside or the dogs were barking at the outside. It's just outside. So home and outside, those are, those are those anomalies, those strange ones where you don't have anything in front of it. So again, I am running home. She was walking to the store. He will be speaking at the school. Everyone will be crying at the game. And the dogs were barking outside. So this is, um, we're just adding a place. So we did everything we did before. We just added a place at the end. Notice we added it at the end. That's on purpose. Everything goes in its place. If you do it in this way, you're just going to be right every time. The only thing you might do is make a mistake when it comes to home or to the or at the. We'll talk about that later. But this way, you're going to have your every, most of your things will be in order when you say these sentences. Okay, so we're going to add something else. We're going to add time phrases. But first, I want to be clear with you about what I mean when I talk about time phrases. So I'm just going to give you some examples. So anything that tells you when is a time phrase. So that could be today, earlier, next week, Monday, again, last year, here, there. All of these things are things that we can use as time. Time and place can all go together. Okay. So let's do our sentence. So we're gonna take our subject, plus the verb to be, plus an action verb, plus a place, plus a time phrase. So we're gonna stick that time phrase at the end. I really like it when time phrases go at the end. It's not the only place they can go, but it's a very safe place for them to go. A lot of times people will put their time phrase in the middle, and it messes up their sentence, and suddenly their sentence doesn't make sense. If you stick it at the end, it's gonna make sense almost every time. I can't think of an example of a sentence that doesn't make sense when you put the time phrase at the end. So here are our examples. Same sentences, we're just adding stuff. I am running home right now. She was walking to the store earlier. He will be speaking at the school tonight. Everyone will be crying at the game this weekend. The dogs were barking outside all night long. So it's all about when. When was something happening? Right now, earlier, tonight, this weekend, all night long. Stick it at the end and you're safe. Now another place that you can stick time phrases are at the beginning. You can put time phrases at the beginning you're gonna be safe, grammatically speaking, if you put your time phrase at the beginning, and I would say 75% of the time, it'll sound just fine. Um, sometimes it'll sound a little bit off, or sometimes it just sounds better at the end. I feel like you can always get away with a time phrase at the end. Most of the time, you can get away with a time phrase at the beginning, and it'll sound totally normal. Um, it, it really just kind of depends. And as you uh, explore English more, you'll kind of get a feel. And it's also just what you like to say. It's your sentence pattern. Uh, so, okay. So we're going to take these same time phrases, same sentences, but instead of at the end, I'm just going to stick them at the beginning. So right now, I'm running home. Earlier, she was walking to the store. Tonight, he will be speaking at the school. This weekend, everyone will be crying at the game. 
All night long, the dogs were barking outside. Same sentences. I just moved it. So you're safe with your time phrase at the beginning or the end. Okay, so now we're going to add more stuff. We're going to get even fancier. We're going to stick stuff in the middle of our sentence. So we are going to start to describe things. And what we're going to describe next is our verb. So our verb, our action verb, running, walking, speaking, crying, barking, we're going to describe that with an adverb. And generally speaking, adverbs are things that end in L-Y. So some examples, quickly, quietly, loudly, willingly, tiredly, accidentally, awkwardly, rapidly, frequently. All of these are things that end in L-Y. Okay, so let's do our sentences. Uh, she was walking quickly to the store earlier. So she is my subject. Was is the verb to be. Walking is my action verb. Quickly is my adverb. To the store is my place. Earlier is my time phrase. So our adverb is going to go right after our verb. So it's going to be action verb, adverb. Action verb, describe it. Walking quickly. So verb, description. Walking quickly. It's different with nouns. We'll get to that in a second. That's the next thing. But when we're describing verbs, the description goes after. Next one. He will be speaking nervously at the school tonight. Speaking nervously. Verb, description of verb. Speaking nervously. Everyone will be crying profusely at the game this weekend. Crying profusely. So same sentences as before that we've been doing this whole time. We're just describing the verb. Last one. The dogs were barking loudly outside all night long. Barking loudly. Action verb, adverb. Action verb, description. Okay. Let's move on. So now we're going to describe the noun. So we just described the verb and our describing word, our adverb goes after the verb. When you describe nouns, it goes before. Blue car, cold coffee, loud TV. So your describing word goes before, so it's the opposite. So our sentence pattern is subject plus the verb to be plus an action verb plus a describing word or an adjective plus a place plus a time. So I am running to my home right now. So my home is what I am, well, my is how I'm describing home. Whose home? Mine. That's the description. I'm running to my home. So my is describing home. I'm running to my home right now. Next one. She was walking to the corner store earlier. So she was walking to the corner store. What kind of store? The corner store. If you live or visit a place like New York, 
you'll understand what a corner store is. If you don't live in a place like that, you might be thinking, what are you talking about, the corner store? You could just say the grocery store. So she was walking to the grocery store right now. What kind of store? The grocery store. So when it's a noun, we put it first. Grocery store, corner store, my home. When it's a verb, it's after. So when it's L-Y, it's after, walking quickly. Next one. He will be speaking at the high school tonight. So high school. What kind of school? The high school. High describes school. Last one. Everyone will be crying at the football game this weekend. What kind of game? Football game. My home, corner store, high school, football game. Adjective, noun. Adjective, noun. Adjective, noun. I can't stress that enough because I know in so many other languages, it's the opposite. Not in English. Adjective, noun. So I suggest if you have not been pausing this whole time, you should be pausing right now and practice this. Adjective, noun. And then if you didn't practice verb, adverb, you should practice that because they're opposites and you want to be able to remember it. So my suggestion is you practice, practice, practice those things so that it comes out of your mouth naturally. Well, that is it. So hopefully you have enjoyed this lesson. Uh, this is the first of this series. If you like it, you can let me know either by subscribing or you can let me know by uh, favoriting this video. So, I will see you guys next week. I will post this uh, to YouTube and um, I'll post this to my website, alisasenglish.com. That way you guys can see what I'm talking about um, as I'm saying this and you have a visual to go with this audio. All right. Thank you guys for joining me. I will see you again when we do this next week. Bye-bye.